Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Jeff Lyons. I'm standing in front of Lloyd Hall in beautiful Philadelphia along the banks of the mighty Schuylkill River next to the boathouse. Why am I standing here, you may ask, looking kind of creepy with the microphone and very short running shorts? It's because I have a new podcast with my buddy, comedian Chip Trantry, and he's right here, too, in running shorts. Hi, Chip. I'm standing here. I'm running shorts. My running shorts are just a little bit longer than yours. Just a tad. It's weird, right? Yeah. Because... I used to wear longer running shorts, and then I started chafing a lot. Uh, Even with the uh, stuff you put on down there, the anti-chafing stuff. I don't, I don't want uh, to plug anybody without getting any credit for it, but Body Glide. Body Glide's the only glide for your body. Um, yeah, and then I switched to shorter shorts, and it made a m- remarkable difference. I'm a little nervous about these shorts here. They're a little bit longer, and I think I have the same. I think uh, I might have, the last time I saw you when we were running, yeah. running, I had those same shorts. Is there a blue stripe on the back of your shorts? Yes. I got the same shorts. What do you know about that? We should have, we we'll, we'll, we'll coordinate next time. Do you know what? This is really segging in nicely to what we're actually doing here. Yeah. We're doing a new podcast that I would consider revolutionary. Hasn't been done in the United States. I think maybe it's been done in England, a couple other weird countries. But uh, what exactly are we doing? Uh, what we're going to do is we're doing a podcast, and instead of just sitting behind a desk, sitting in somebody's garage or a studio or wherever it might be, uh, we're getting out there on the streets, and we're running. We're hitting the streets. We're not just running, uh, wearing running shorts for, for nothing. We're, we actually are going to put our... Uh, Put our feet to the pavement. We're going to run and uh, podcast as we uh, as we run around the city of Philadelphia. Right. So this is a running podcast where we're actually running, not just sitting around a desk talking about running. In running shorts. In running shorts. We're going to be talking about running, music, comedy, just nonsense, basically. But we'll also, because we're running experts, we love to run. We hate stopping. I think that's a big thing. You and I, we just like to run, get out there, do insanely fast paces. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are not going to stop for anything. We are going to go full force. I mean, I'm. Uh, would you consider yourself an elite runner? Elite's probably a, a tame way to describe it, but sure. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I, I don't want to go. I've never. I don't want to call myself elite, but let's just say it's been thrown. Around. Let's just say that anytime I do a run, like a 5K, right. and I call my mother on the phone later that day, she's very proud of me. There you go. So, that's think, that really defines elite. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, another thing we should probably say: after a lot of market research, we hired that company uh, to come up with a name. They gave us eight choices. I think we paid them five grand. We decided on um, junk miles with Chip and Jeff, and basically, uh, junk miles are miles that snobby runners, elite runners, not us, consider the easy miles. They're the miles that don't fit into a, a very strict running plan. Like my running plan, I have my, my speed work, my distance runs, my recovery runs. They're all very segmented out. Uh, and then some people are like, well, I'm going to run 30 miles this week, but I need to do 40. So I'll just run 10 extra easy miles. Junk miles. Junk Miles, and I, I think it's a great name. And I do want to go on record saying that it is Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff, and that was Jeff's doing. Uh, there was not a power struggle. I was not asked to be first. He said that it was alphabetical. I think he's just being a gentleman. But in case all the you viewers out there are, are listeners, I should say, maybe we'll do a viewing section we one time. We, we will. Uh, all of uh, this, the audience members out there, uh, just to make sure that there wasn't a power struggle, uh, it was Jeff's idea to put my name first. Well, I took out my two-sided uh, Dungeons & Dragons die. Okay. Uh, I wrote Chip on one side, Jeff on the other, and it just happened to come up Chip. I, I'm not a huge D&D aficionado, but I don't believe the two-sided die comes out very often. I don't even think it exists, okay. to be quite honest wow. with you. So yeah, so maybe maybe I lied. I don't know. Okay. It's been a, I, you know I've been busy doing a lot of stuff with the company we hired for branding purposes, getting this uh, all the equipment we have here. We have a, a microphone. Honest, 
those focus groups really just not necessary at all just to come up with a name really they weren't necessary at all but it was weird that they had them all dressed like runners even though they were sitting in a like an industrial complex uh where their offices were um can i can i say one thing though that i think was worth it i did find out that i do enjoy watching a group of strangers in running shorts on the other side of a two-sided mirror yeah the weird thing was the whole time we were doing that you kept calling them perps and you kept trying to pick out the one who killed your brother. I, I did, I did. And, uh, well, we found him. Let's just say that. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, it's killing two birds with one stone. We found your brother's killer, and they were a nice group of people also. Even the killer uh, came up with some pretty good ideas. Actually, this brings up, uh, I don't want to get too far off the subject, but I just want to let you know this, and the, not to bring it down on the first, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, siblings, uh, we have spent the last two years searching for uh, my sister's killer. Oh, okay. And uh, we just just found him this yeah, week yeah. Uh, so now all we have to do is negotiate a price and decide how he's going to do it <laughs> rim shot right should we get a rim shot sound <laughs> excellent okay so i think we're going to embark on our first run uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to go to different areas of philadelphia and around we're going to probably guests on the show to take us around their areas to run but chip and i love the area we are right now it's called the river loop and it's basically an 8.4 mile loop around the river kelly drive and there's so many landmarks are just popping out at you at every uh instance everything from the rocky statue art museum uh boathouse row falls bridge um a lot of angry geese i was just gonna say geese yeah you gotta throw in the angry geese yeah, they're all over the place so we're gonna um take a small break right here i'm gonna tie my shoes and probably pull up my shorts a little bit higher for you know just to, to make sure of the chafing and uh we'll be back this is the inaugural episode of junk miles with chip and jack And we're back, people. Episode one, junk time. Come junk on. miles. <laughs> junk time. I don't even know what junk time is. Junk miles with Chip and Jeff. And we're off. Let's go, Chip. Oh, we are, uh, we got a brisk pace already. That's all I got to say, Jeff. I'd say it's probably about a six, seven minute pace going here. I should tell you that I don't like to talk when I run. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be, it's going to be a very awkward run for you. I think you're going to have to fill out a dead air. Okay. How about you write down what you're thinking or what you're feeling? I'll read it. We'll, we won't stop because we hate stopping. Right, uh, and uh, that's that's why I did bring this uh, small whiteboard with an erasable marker. This is going to be great. Watch out for the goose. Oh my God! See, we mentioned goose, and with goose comes goose poop, and there's a lot of goose poop and little goose, big geese. They're all over the place. But like I said, a lot of landmarks, and right now we are coming upon. Whoa. Maybe I don't want to say the biggest. I'm going to say maybe the most popular landmark in all of Philadelphia. The rocky steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Yeah, we're coming up on the Art Museum already. And it's a nice night here. What do you say? Oh my God. A lot of bikes, too. You gotta be careful of bikes. And bike poop. <laughs> a lot of bike poop. Let's say we do the uh, rocky steps just to get in the spirit. I'm so excited. I mean, what a great way to start out a podcast to actually run the rocky steps just like Rocky did, just like everybody does when they come to town. Yeah. I mean, we can pretend we're like tourists, right. even though we're. Seasoned Philly vets. Here we go, coming upon steps now. I'm really excited. Me too. It doesn't look as crowded. No, there's barely anybody here, which is, you would think it's summertime, it's rush hour. You, you always see tons and tons of people out there. 
Yeah. And you know, it's funny, Chip, they don't look as big or as many. No, uh, I'm, I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I guess, you know, they say uh, the, the camera adds 20 steps. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 50, because I do believe Art Museum has 72 steps, if I did my uh, research correctly. But anyway, let's go up to these steps. Here we go. All right, guys, you're gonna hear some panting. Oh my God, someone just did a flip off these steps. Like I said, there's not many of them. No, we're, we're making a good time here. There's actually no one here and I don't see a Rocky statue. Let's take a breather here. That's a Steven Gerrard statue. This is weird. Oh no, oh no. Do you know what we did? What? I think we're at the back of the art museum. Oh. You know what? There's a big sign that says back of the art museum. We we went at the wrong steps. Oh my goodness. All right, you know what we should do, Chip? Around, right? Yeah. And the thing about right now is we stopped and we hate stopping. Yeah, this will probably be the only time. I mean, mark this moment right here. It's probably the only time in the podcast we stop at all. Right. I mean, steps are a pretty vigorous workout. I think we might have done upwards of three or four. So, uh... You know, we need to take a little. We're still kind of walking at a. I'm probably walking at an eight-mile pace right now. Yeah, I, th I think I think we could. Uh, this is uh, this is like an Usain Bolt walk, like yeah. when he walks to go get uh, to go get tacos. Yeah. This uh, this is how to how to picture Usain Bolt. A post fifty-yard dash taco. Right, exactly. You would definitely want to get those carbs back in there. Yeah. All right, we're gonna start. Uh, how about a lot about just maybe slow down the pace? Maybe it's about seven five. Here we go, and we're back. People running. And this time we're gonna to go to the front of the art museum because that's where the, all the action normally is. Not as much in the back. So as we're running along Kelly Drive, do you know what Kelly Drive was named after? Uh, I believe it's John Kelly, is that right? Yes, who is he? He was a man who boated backwards, I believe. That's, is that, was, was that his claim to fame? Pretty much, he was the only guy who could uh, drive a boat. I'm pretty sure it was like a uh, lobster boat. And he would drive it backwards through the Schuylkill. He never got a lobster, though. It was very, very odd. No, no I mean, you're not going to get him because, yeah, it's, it's, that, that, is, that is the deadliest catch right there. Yeah. Actually, John Kelly is the brother of late actress Grace Kelly, also known as Princess Grace of Monaco. Really? I, did, I did not know that. Yeah. There's a, a little statue of him, and he's a rower, a crew guy. I guess you could call him a crewist. We're gonna run a red light here. Let's do this. No, you always look both ways. I'm not even looking, I'm just running because we have. You're like, you're like the John Kelly of running. <laughs> I really am. Okay, now we're coming upon Chip. It's here. Okay. We're almost to the front. I'm, I'm 99% sure this <laughs> is the location where we're supposed to be. Anybody who comes to Philadelphia, any newbie, will come. And be like, give me that Rocky statue. Give me my picture. How many Rocky statues are there, Chip? I'm going to say there's 17, but Silver <laughs> uh, Sylvester Stallone has 16 on his premises. That was close. Very good guess. A lot of people would go with 17. But there's actually two. Okay, really? There's one right here in front of the art museum. And where's the other? I believe it's in San Diego okay. in a weird kind of museum there. We're gonna slow up a little bit right here as we approach the Rocky Steps. Yeah, we wanna, a lot of photo options, a lot of people going up and down the steps. The Rocky statue, by the way, 
It was originally near the uh, sports complexes in the early 80s. They moved it here, moved it back again. People were a little upset because they didn't consider it really art. The thing that I was most upset about is when they moved it here, they removed the Joe Frazier statue, yes. which I thought was really odd. Right, because he's, he's a real guy. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and Rocky's just an actor. I mean, no, no, no offense to Mr. Stallone or anything like that, right, but, right. yeah, you want to have... That's like having, like, a, a Harlem Globetrotter statue taking the Harlem Globe stat- statue away and then having, like, a, a, you know, a statue of the White Shadow. Right. Ken, Ken Howard. Yeah. Rest, God, God rest his soul, who just died just recently. Um, yeah, so now we're in front of the art museum, and we're going to do something that I think we, we attempted to do before. We ran four art museum steps, which is the back of the art museum. Now, Chip, how many steps do you think there are at the art museum? I've been told there's 72. You've been told correctly? You know who told me that? I have no idea. Uh, you did. Oh, uh, earlier, earlier. I never listen to what I say. Let me give you one fun fact about the art museum. Originally built, uh, I think, about 1919, somewhere around there. Finished, I think, in 1928. The neat thing was they built the wings first because they wanted to make sure that they... (laughs) Also, very good point. I never thought about that. Very aerodynamic. If you look at Bernoulli's principle on the the southern wing, Mm -hmm. you can definitely see where the, the air would flow across the top of the wing very quickly. Providing the low pressure, and whoosh, that, that thing lifts right up the air. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah and, and also they wanted to make sure if they, they would get the more funding to finish, and people would be more apt if there's just two silly wings and no main part. So if you do the main part, they're like, hey, why do you need the wings? Right. Do the wings first. Exactly. And you throw it. I like that. I like that's kind of like, hey, it's like we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner, cook the stuffing, the mashed potatoes first. Right. They're going to spring for the turkey. Exactly. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it, it just amazes me that people back then thought about things like that. Because I just didn't figure a lot of those people had the energy to be that smart. Like, I just think everybody was dying young, horrible diseases, food shortages, all hey, that. You said it was 1928. Obviously, they weren't good with their money. You know what happened there. Right. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready to uh, run up some steps here? I, b- I believe I am. I'm ready all right, down. let's slow down a little bit, and then we're going to pick up the pace. The nice thing about the Art Museum steps, always people on it, and... In the nice weather, you'll notice there's CrossFit people, there's up and down, there's like people, I think, no, I thought I got a skateboarding down. Okay, oh, yeah, I thought that, yeah, no, uh, apparently Jake is here too, I don't know if you know, his father is yelling for him, been, been yelling for them for the last 30, 40 seconds, <laughs> apparently Jake is not a great listener. Do you think maybe we should turn this into a podcast, maybe episode called Finding Jake? Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is, I mean, obviously his father's concerned, he's at the foot of the art museum, he needs to find him, he's on these steps somewhere. He could be anywhere on these steps. Do you think he's with the fat man, Jake? I think so. I mean, I think if they were to do another reboot of a uh, of an 80s TV show, yeah. I think Jake and the fat man would be the obvious choice. Was the fat man actually really fat? I never know if I don't know if I saw the show. Here's the thing. He was 80s fat, okay. which probably means that he's like your average 5K runner today. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, he's not not too bad of shape. But back then you're like, oh, look at this. Look at this sideshow freak. Hey, Chip, we just ran up 50 steps pretty quick. Yeah. And now we're doing the last set right near the entrance of the art museum. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, on the last set, there are 22 steps. Wow. Oh, we're doing some quick math here. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, three, fourteen, fifteen. Almost there. And this is when we get up to the top, go to the front, turn around. It's pretty beautiful. Raise your hands in the air. Everyone doing it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and it is a, it, it's, it's a reason to raise your arms. Look at the beautiful skyline. Philadelphia is a pretty nice city, people. If you're going to come visit, of course, 
bow at the Rocky statue, run up the stairs. And the nice thing about Philadelphia is Philadelphia food is everywhere. People just hand out soft pretzels, cheese steaks. Uh, yeah, just just yesterday I was going for a quick run. Uh, 73 crimpets. Wow. Yeah, butterscotch and, and jelly. Just hand it to me. Hand it to me. By, by, by well-wishers. Well-wishers. They probably see that you need, you know, to get your energy or calories back up. You were probably on your, like, your 13th, 14th mile. Um, yeah, a lot of people just, uh, you know, they're like little scrapple locations. You need to scrapple up. Like little, little scrapple pop-ups. Yes, they're calling yes. It in the city of Philadelphia. Frank's uh, Black Cherry Wishniak soda is the, the choice of runners in Philadelphia, it I think. Really Power up on that and you're good to go. Um, Chip, I want to ask you, how did you get into running? I, you know, I, I like, actually, here's an here's a, here's a interesting little story. Uh, I was never a big runner. Never, like, I played a little tennis in college, mm-hmm. up through uh, college. Never that great. Uh, but I could run. I could do some suicides, yeah. and those, those were nice. And, uh, but never did the long distance, and I decided once I got out of college, I started running. And I went back to my old high school, because I was living in my old hometown when I got out of college, and I was uh, running on the track. I would do, yeah, maybe two miles on the track, because right. I didn't know any better, so you just run in circles. Yeah. And it was in August, and it was right when the fall sports were starting for the high school kids, mm-hmm. and I ran into my high school science teacher, who, who was also the cross-country coach. Oh. So cross-country practice just let out. I was running on the track. He sees me, recognizes me from ninth grade earth space science. Right, of course. And Mr. Shank, good guy, about about 100,000 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Mr. Chantry, how you doing there? Oh, and he's, yeah, and he, he remembered me, and I said, oh, Mr. Shank, how you doing? He's like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, uh, I'm just going for a run. He's like, oh, what are you running for? And he's like, what are you, what are you training yeah, yeah. for? And I said, oh, uh, what are, you, are you training for anything? No, I'm not training for anything. And he said, well, then why are you running? He had, he had, he had no idea or no uh, knowledge of anybody who would run to run unless they were training for something. That's a real runner, right? And, and that's a real running coach right there. And he thought I was uh, absurd for just running for the sake of running. And is that when you said, I have to run for something. I have to make it worth my while in memory of, of Mr. Shank. It was basically out of spite. Honestly, out of spite for the man. Angry, yeah. I was very angry. Most of the things I do in life are, are built on spite. I've, I've run... A- spite specifically for Professor... Shank? No, no, I mean, he was a good guy, but just, you know, I, why not? You know, spite for anybody. You know, somebody yeah. tells me I can't do something, I'm going to do something. Right. And, uh, and that's, how, that's how I basically frame my life. That's fantastic. What's, what's your major, major motivation in doing things like that? Uh, well, I think I started running. I've been, you know, I started out doing the five mile, ten mile. You know, Philadelphia have a very popular Broad Street run, which yeah. is wonderful. Did that for many years, probably ten years. And then about 2008, I'm like, maybe I should take it up a notch. Just had some kids. I needed to get out of the house. Yes. I was also, and still am, a web developer. I don't know if you know what a web developer is, Chip. They sit in a chair for about 8 to 12 hours a day and stare at code. Wow. Not the healthiest profession. Not exactly. So I said, you know what? Let's train for a marathon. Ended up doing a marathon, doing a couple more. And now it's 2000, what is it, 2007, 2006, 2016 right now. 2016, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I've done about 17 marathons, two ultra marathons, 50 milers. Wow. And I find it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes you decide to do that? I wanted to see if I could do it. I was in good marathon shape, and I said, let's see if I can do an ultra marathon, but I don't want to train for an ultra marathon because that's insane. And no one has that amount of time. So I did two of them. They're fun. Leisurely paced, Chip. Okay, yeah, you would assume it would be leisurely. Very leisurely. That's the nice part about it is, you know, you're on a marathon, you're on a half marathon, you're like, oh, my time, my pace, blah, blah, blah. When you do that, you're just like, screw it. It's all junk miles. Yeah, everything is 50 miles of junk. 50 miles of junk. Guys, speaking of junk miles, we're going to take another break right here. We don't want to. We're still running around the art museum. 
but we're going to go help find Jake. Right? Jake? Jake. 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 Get back here, you Jake. scamp. And we're back, people, coming at you from the top of the Art Museum steps in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. Hi, Chip. Hi, Jeff. Just to give you a quick update, yeah. uh, let's just say they, they found Jake. All right, and they found him. Everything's fine, right, Chip? Let's just say they found him, and uh, we'll, we'll move on from there. Excellent. We're going to run down steps now. Let's do this. It's a lot easier going down steps, Chip. Really I don't know if, like, this is, you know, we're going to probably drop a lot of running science on people. Um, it's maybe why you're tuning in. You know, we're both elite runners. We like to run. Running downward is easier than running upward. It's, and I know a lot of people, you might, might read some running blogs, a little thing called gravity. Okay? Right. You're at a higher location altitude. The Earth's pull wants to bring you down. Makes running easier. Some like centripetal, centripetal, centripetal. Yeah, some sort of force. It's some sort of force. It's it's it brings you down. So so don't don't worry about all the science in it. Uh, you can read the magazine. Leave that to Professor Shank. Right. Oh, absolutely. He's at, uh, uh, at Chip uh, High School. What was the name of your high school? Uh, Methacton High School. Methacton. That's a mouthful. It is. It really is. Uh, it is a. Uh, it's actually a Native American word. That means. Oh, we uh, hold on. Oh. We, we should probably go to the left. Yeah, right. we're in the middle of a. We just ran into a CrossFit. Uh, oh, another CrossFit. Oh my God, we're. Sorry, CrossFit people. We're kind of being. You know, part of the CrossFit though is ditching, getting around podcasters. It really is. I mean, I, that's that's a. I used to do Pilates and podcast dodging. Dodging. Those were two big classes I used to take. Because there's so many podcasts. Right. And I will say that as we're watching these uh, CrossFitters, they're hopping up the stairs. Not the most efficient way to uh, to ascend a set, of, a set of stairs. I feel like we should go back and like, you know, we just taught you about running up and down stairs. Maybe we could teach them about how to go upstairs properly. I mean, yeah, try hopping the 5K. It's yeah. Personal, personal thing. I'm just glad we got away from the CrossFitters before they threw those tires. Because they're just throwing tires and the kettlebells. I don't like when they throw the kettlebells to each other. It's kind of dangerous it, it really is and uh, you if you want to learn more about that check out my personal podcast uh <laughs> throwing tires with chip chantry it's just it's all crossfit i do crossfit while i'm doing the podcast solo thing you're not invited jeff no offense i understand i'm a lone wolf when it comes to that crossfit lone wolf chip chantry now we're going to be crossing west river drive into a very nice part of here we got to stop we hate stopping but uh, there's a light and there's traffic i'm gonna go to the other side of chip right here um, got I, should say, I should say that right now Jeff is to my left uh, for those of you listening at home in case you're trying to picture it or maybe you're drawing a, a you want to draw a picture <laughs> like like the painting of Rocky and Apollo Creed at the end of uh, Rocky 3 right or maybe it's a more stately one sort of like when they were the artist was painting the family at the beginning a uh, series of uh, family ties ah uh, yes very uh, very classic kind of painting style um, Saturday evening post kind of you see it on the cover of that very nice Okay. One of, my, uh, one of my favorite painters of all time uh, would have to be Norman Rockwell. Yes. And it's only because of a State Farm Insurance would send my parents the Norman Rockwell calendar every year. Yeah. So that was the calendar that was on our uh, refrigerator in the kitchen 
that was a monthly calendar and it was all Norman Rockwell paintings. The thing I love about Norman Rockwell is even at the most like kind of beautiful family moments, there's an underlying tone of sadness to a lot of them that I was reading about. And I was like, really? They just all seem kind of Americana. Everyone's having a good time. And then you notice a couple of them are just like grandparents and a kid. And there's kind of the insinuation that the parents died and taking care of the kid. And uh, maybe it was just a really uh, depressed, bummed out person well, writing about this. But if you remember the one episode, it was the two boys and it looked like they were fishing on the side of the, on the, side of the stream. And maybe they're playing hooky because they had their books wrapped up in a belt, as uh -huh. they used to do. And there was, those were thrown off the side. It looked like they were fishing. If you actually look at that painting a little closer, uh -oh. those two boys were drowning a Nazi. Oh my God. That, you know what? It makes a lot of sense looking back, because a, uh, a lot of the artists of the time were paid to do kind of propaganda work. And I think Norman Rockwell, I mean, he, he's nothing if not a patriot. And he hated Nazis. Oh. Like, we all hate Nazis. I don't think we need to say that. I think uh, it's pretty apparent on my website, Jeff Hates Nazis. Org. But Norman Rockwell hated him with the ferocity of, I can't even say. Uh, the, the way that Mr. Shank hated running. I think that's kind of... He a, hated aimless running. He, he, he hated junk miles. He was running for a purpose. Chip, we run in races, of course. We do. Pretty good at it. We do little ones, big ones. Let me ask you this. What was, what was your favorite race you ever ran? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I would go with Philadelphia Marathon. It's a great marathon. Especially if it's your first, because of distractions. Philadelphia, there's just so many great things to see. Philadelphia Marathon was actually my first marathon as well. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I'm going to go on record right now in case anybody does check the websites, but uh, I only ran half of it. Oh, okay. So you ran the Philly half marathon. Well, I mean, I ran the same course as the full marathon. Right, right, right. The first half, I had other stuff to do later that day. I had to go home, take a shower, so I figured... Better quit now. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the only reason. Right. So you still you ran on Philadelphia Marathon Day. Absolutely. Did 13.1 awesome miles. Yeah, it's a great it's a great uh, marathon. A lot of distractions. You really don't even know. You know, you're so looking at everything. There's bands playing, and in Maniunk they give you beer. Yeah. See, I didn't get out there, uh, so uh, I didn't get the hoity-toity beer right. like you rich folks. Right. Um, I gotta tell you, I've, I've done it a few times. I drank beer the first couple of times, just to try to get in the spirit. Right. Last few times, no way. Serious guy, serious runner. And also I was bonking mostly and so tired. Right. And I could barely walk at that point, so. Well, you know what I would actually do? Uh, not to say that I'm humanitarian. Oh, Echo, we're under bridge right now. Oh, Echo, 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 Echo with Chip and Jeff. Jake, all right. Still looking for Jake, we'll get him. So, um, uh, what I do is if I'm ever running a race and I'm handed a beer, I don't want to be rude and not take it, so I'll take it, but I don't want to put it, I don't want to put it, my body's a temple, Jeff, okay? Right, right, right. I don't want to do it, so what I'll do is I'll keep running, I'll hold it for about another quarter, quarter mile, find a young kid on the side of the road, oh. him, give the beer to the kid, let him have a great day. It's something he remembers, uh, you know, an elite athlete just handed him a beverage, he can drink it, parents don't know what's in it. Yeah, and the, and the kid's like, listen, this is a reputable guy, I'm not supposed to take anything from strangers, this guy's running, Absolutely. and anybody who's running, obviously that means you care about yourself. Right care about others so that's a really nice thing to do yeah. now uh, and you have kids too uh, are they are they runners yeah let me tell you chip they see me running a lot going out for a run and you know sometimes I say hey guys want to go for a run and they basically give me that look like I'd rather do anything but that okay. I think their thing is they used to go to a lot of the races hey, you got a marathon got a half marathon you just sit around for a few hours 
waiting for old fat dad to complete that run. Because they see all those sleek, yeah. slim runners just flying past them. <laughs> and they're waiting to see dad fly past them at the same time. Right. Probably a little disappointed. I don't want to overset my bounds. But. I'd say so, you know, after, you know, well into the three hour mark. By the way, Right now. I know. People, people hate microphones. They really don't like microphones. I, I don't know if it's a, uh, an aversion of Phil Donahue. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say it's a deep-seated, just sort of subconscious hatred of Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue, great man. Great broadcaster. Right. But for whatever reason, uh, Philadelphians... I knew that guy. I knew that guy. Did you really? Yeah, I wanted to say hi. He's like, I know him because he's my tallest friend. Is that right? He's the uh, husband. His name's Mike. His name's Mike. He's the husband of uh, Janet, my old ex um, co-worker. Fun fact about Mike. I thought you were going to say ex-girlfriend. Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, he rode for Harvard Crew. Is that right? Yeah, you saw him. He was a giant. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll reach out to him. Apparently a smart giant as well. Oh, yeah. Really smart guy. So, hopefully you can find him, tell him to listen to our first episode of Junk Miles, and then he can listen to this part where I say, Mike... Congratulations on your height, your brilliance, and your athletic prowess. Hey, we just got passed by another couple without a microphone. I used to buy you. You know, in some races you get all upset when someone passes you, especially if they're like someone you think you should be faster than. Right. It's uh. Or did you, did you ever get to the point where you're running and you're decent? You're halfway. You're three quarters of the way into a race, and you see somebody who is on the outside has no business being in front of you and then you just feel bad about yourself oh yeah and that's that's a horrible horrible it's just like you know like three old ladies wearing tutus to be funny <laughs> and you're like how did you keep ahead of me this entire time one of my favorite things and it happens every race you're at the starting line there's like a 68 70 year old guy his one leg's like completely distorted pu- pushing out to the side right. you start running you watch his gait you're like God, I hope this old guy just finishes. God bless him. Mile two, I mean, two hour mark. You're like, hey, he's still, still back there, right near me. Then you're at mile 24, you're dying. Then all of a sudden, grandpa puts it in overdrive, takes that bad leg, passes you. Right. And he kind of gives you that look like, I've done a lot of these races, boy. Yeah, like I've seen now. <laughs> he has a bully knife right in his teeth. Right, he's he's ready for anything at this point. Right, and uh, pretty much every race, things are guaranteed. 5K, uh, an 11 year old in high top sunlace will will pass you. Yes, yeah, that's all. That's always a good one. I uh, I have to say, speaking of uh, 68 year old men, my my uh, fiance's father, an elite runner. He is an elite runner. Uh, he's I want to say in his. His upper 60s, uh, 66-ish maybe, somewhere that uh, blows past me every time. Uh, <laughs> the guy runs about a, somewhere around a 7 minute, 7.40. Good lord. Mile. I mean, these these for like half marathons. The, the man is machine and uh, just puts us to shame every day of the week. Does it feel weird being like, hey, I'm half your age and, and I'm going to marry your daughter and I'm, and I'm not half the man? That you are, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that's why. Uh, that's why. That's why most of the time during races, I'll sneak a pair of rollerblades on, wow. try to make myself look faster. Then you ditch the rollerblades. You can get rollerblades cheaply at a thrift store. Nobody rollerblades anymore. You pick up another pair the next time. You're rollerblading. I saw you once, Chip, wearing. Yeah, I know, but this, this is one in particular time oh, okay. during a race that you seem to be gliding, very nonchalantly, yeah. talking. Yeah. 
And I heard something about, you know, were you wearing Heelys? I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. Uh, let's just say I own a number of pair of Heelys. All right, well, we're stopping here. What are you guys giving out? Energy drink, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're recording a podcast. I think this might be our first sponsor. Well, yeah, this is, um, this is V, I love V8. V8. V8's great. Stand up straight. V8's my favorite. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Now we have V8. We just got stopped by the V8 street team. Yeah, I, uh, I got blackberry cranberry. Just too many berries. By the way, we did stop for a minute. I hate stopping. I hate stopping. This is like the worst thing, but you know what we're going to do? I guess we're going to do a taste test, aren't we? Yeah, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's walk over here as a bench. We just got some V8 plus energy. Some very nice people. Let me crack this bad boy open. You need me to hold your mic at all? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather you not. Let's, uh, Chip, you can open yours. Yeah, I'll open it up. Crack it open, get that sound. Ooh. Chip, what are you drinking there? I'm drinking uh, V8 Energy Blackberry Cranberry, natural energy from green tea. Wow. So not only blackberries, cranberries, but green tea, one serving of vegetables and fruit. It's an excellent source of B vitamins, uh, 50 calories. Fantastic, Chip. I'm drinking a V8 Energy Orange Pineapple, green tea, same stuff as yours, vegetables. Let's take a little sippy here. Mm. Slightly carbonated. It is. A lot of carbonation. So far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, how's the finish? I'm getting an aftertaste of Juicy Juice. Do you remember Juicy Juice from back in the day? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Please, uh, feel free to sit. Let's sit down. We're... This will be the only time we're ever sitting during... I hate sitting, but I, we are actually enjoying a beverage. And we well earned. We've gone upwards of maybe two miles so far. And here's the, here's the, the thing that I worry about, is that we're drinking these energy drinks now. We're going to be so fast on the way back. <laughs> It'll be mostly us saying, slow down, Chip. <laughs> slow down, Jeff. Oh, hey. <laughs> Things like that. But I'll tell you what, this couldn't have came at a better time. It really, it really couldn't. Um, Are you enjoying, uh, tell me a little bit about your orange pineapple drink. I love orange and I love pineapple. Chip, if I go out for a smoothie with the kids, mm -hmm. my go-to smoothie is orange pineapple mango. So this is two out of the three that I really enjoy. Okay. So uh, uh, to all the V8 execs listening, uh, mm -hmm. throw some mango up in that piece. Yeah, you know, and to all the V8 execs, you're getting some free airtime from, which is going to be a pretty elite podcast uh, running. And this, we're the kind of people you'd want to be the uh, product spokesman for V8. We're two very young, energetic, energetic, full of full of orange and pineapples. Hello. I, I don't want to I don't want to use any any foul language here, but uh, full of vim and vigor. W would you say that? So down, Jeff. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> vim and vigor. Um, I think I've had my fill of V8 because I want to get back to running. I do. Yeah. But before we do, let's just finish these. Okay. We're going to take a little break, as much as we hate it. Right. And uh, uh, I, and I really despise stopping here but i feel just i don't want to litter so i, I feel like we're gonna to have to locate a trash can and throw this out okay this is junk miles v8 junk miles with chip and jeff taking a little v8 break And we're back, people. We are at the Schuylkill Banks. Welcome to Schuylkill Banks River Center. And we're going to continue our run. We just drank a lot of V8, didn't we? We did. A lot of bubbles in my belly right now. Yeah. Let's get running. Maybe we'll get rid of some of them. 
Okay, I'm gonna go on your other side. Oh, I'm here we go. Yeah, we'll get this down. Now, you've also seen a lot of races based on your lovely fiance. May I mention her name? You know what? Go for it. Go for it. We'll call her Kim. Um, so you, not only have you run, you've been a, a person who cheers for runners. You stood on the sidelines. And one of my favorite things I think I've ever seen was, kind of went a little viral, uh, a tweet that you posted standing along the route, and you were holding a particular sign. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Actually, funny story about that. Uh, can I tell the story about that? Please. Okay. So, uh... So it was Broad Street Run last year, so it would be 2015. I was injured, I uh, had a little surgery. Nothing major, no, no reason to worry about me. You're okay though. I'm okay, I'm fine. Had a little surgery, so I was out for a couple weeks. Uh, so I was on the mend during that time. I couldn't run, so I had to spectate. So I wanted to go out to see my, uh, my fiance, her brother, her, her Insanely father, fast father. The whole family, barely saw him. He was just a flash. Right, right. So, uh, so I decided, you know, at all these big races, on the side, everybody always holds up these signs. And they're always inspirational or cute or they try to be funny. And I'm not, I'm not denigrating anybody, but sometimes they're not that funny. It's like, oh, another two miles to get a beer. Yeah, we all know that. Worst parade ever. Right. It's like, ha, ha, ha. I get it. A for effort. They're doing great things. They're great running fans. Maybe they're not professional comedians like you and I. Right, of course. Professional humorists. So I decided the night before, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a spectator for the first time. I'm going to make some signs. But, uh. I want to go a little, a little uh, south of the border. I want to go a little, uh, <laughs> a little left of center. A little wrong, maybe. Right. So, uh, like the one that I held up that people liked, I just wrote one that said, uh, "Turn around, it's a trap." <laughs> so you have forty thousand people running south on Broad Street. Yeah. Turn around, it's a trap. You get a lot of laughs at that one. But think about maybe twenty thousand turnaround. Uh, there was, there was a number. There was, uh, I was, uh, I was detained for about an hour for uh, inciting a riot. But uh, the one that actually went viral is, uh, with my sixth sense of humor, it's always, there's always a Megan out there. There's always thousands of Megans. You always see the, the, uh, the post. Well, we're not hurting for Megans. No, we need, if your name is Megan, you're not a runner, don't run. Right. We don't need you. So there's always, it's like, Megan, we love you. Go Megan, girl power. Right. So uh, what I decided to do was make a sad poster. Uh -oh. And I just wrote, Megan, we had to put down Ginger. Oh no. With a frowny crying face. <laughs> now, let me, let me start by saying, this is, a, this is an imaginary Megan. No, there, right. There is no Ginger. No Ginger. No animals, She's dead. No animals were harmed during this, this, this uh, poster making. But I just stood there while 40,000 people ran fat, past with just a sad look on my face, holding up a sign that said, <laughs> Megan, we had to put down Ginger, as if I would be the boyfriend or the husband of a girl who's giving her all, and here I am letting her know that I just had her pet put to sleep <laughs> seven miles into a 10-mile race. Fantastic. Got a lot of looks from it, uh, some laughs, some uh, some tisk-tisks, let's yeah, say. Oh, sure, scolded. Right. So, uh, anyway, my buddy took a picture of it. I put it on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Chip Chantry uh, on Twitter. Instagram, uh, Jeff Lyons, you're a... Uh, at Used Wigs. At Used Wigs. So, uh, so I was, uh, put it up there, and... Uh, it's been my goal to write for a TV show my whole life. I wanted to write sure. for a TV show. I had a friend who was writing for a TV show for NBC at the time. They needed another writer. He knew I was a good writer. He wanted to get me on, on board. So he showed the producers a bunch of my tweets, some of the sketches I wrote that I produced, videos. Uh, videos. And one of the tweets was this picture of the Megan sign. <laughs> so based on that, they asked me to do a writing packet. I did the writing packet, went up, had the meeting. Both of the producers that I met with 
both said, like I, I was ready to say, oh, we really love that one video you did. We love this one sketch that you wrote. Both of them couldn't stop talking about the Megan we had to put down ginger sign. And I was hired for a network television TV job based on a sign that I wrote to make people sad at the Broad Street Run. That is fantastic. So it pays, you, never, you just never know. A silly little tweet, a chip going into the CVS buying poster board, a few markers, making sure he knows how to do a proper frowny face. It would all lead to you getting a great job. Yeah, yeah hold on just a second, whoa. Whoa, what do we got, what do we got? Chip, I don't want to stop, but what are we, what are we doing? Oh my God, guys. Guys, we're along the Schuylkill. It looks like a body, Chip. Are you serious? Kind of looks like a body. Um, I think we... I just can't believe our luck. It's our first podcast, and we already find a body on the Schuylkill. Maybe we should just stop the podcast and just kind of maybe take a trip to find a dead body, maybe learn a little bit about ourselves along the way. Yeah, maybe walk along the train tracks. Sure. Have a camp out. Maybe we should get two friends. I think we should do, yeah. Maybe maybe one that uh, that had his ear burn off. Sure, one a little chubby, glasses. Yeah, but he's probably going to grow up to be a, a good-looking guy. Maybe like maybe the best-looking guy. You never know. But right. Yeah, all right. So why don't we? Uh, you know who's somebody I don't want to come along on this uh, on this trail? What would that be? Kiefer Sutherland. Possibility of him showing up, and I would hate that because he he ruins things. He does. He really does. And uh, regular Kiefer or Kiefer vampire? Lost Boy Keeper. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't. He might have been a vampire in that one too. Yeah. He might have been a vampire in. Maybe that's. Maybe that's a. Maybe he killed Ray Brower. Wow. Because all we know is that Ray Brower was by the railroad tracks. He was by himself. He he, he was he was completely exsanguinated. Yes, and I'm gonna assume that has something to do with blood. Yeah, because I want to sound smart. And, yeah. and I know you're a really intelligent guy. Yes. And, uh, can you say that word one more time? Exsanguinator or desanguinator? Yeah, we're going to DNX sanguinate him. The root of the word is uh, sanguine, which uh, you can say sanguine means cheerful. The, de- the, the derivation of that means filled with blood. Okay. So you can use the term to meaning you know, things with blood or being cheerful. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like saying when you showed, oh, when, when I showed up today mm-hmm. and I was, I was holding that freezer bag and you're like, why is that freezer bag so sanguine? <laughs> yes. you meant by that. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I just... And by the way, I, I don't want to get into the story of what how I how I acquired that bag. I'm not. It's neither here nor there. It is neither here nor there. We're going to uh, let's continue running a little bit, okay. and then uh, we're gonna. So yeah, I guess I mean, we found a body. So I, let's let's mark that up as uh, if, so for all the viewers at home. Uh, episode one. Yeah, found a body. It's you know it's drifting pretty far down. Why don't you go check it out? Okay. You're gonna run down there, Chip. Okay. I hope it's not Jake. Chip. Yeah, I hope it's like keep going. Okay. Okay. We're going to be back, people. We're going to go check this out. Uh, Junk Miles, Chip and Joe. Uh, Junk Miles, sponsored by V8, Chip and Jeff. We're about to run up some more steps to get to a different part of the city, Chip. I think this is South Street? I believe this is South Street. This is the, the famous South Street Bridge that's brand new. And actually, we're at the intersection of South Street and the Schuylkill River Boardwalk. Yeah. Which I believe was maybe where you met my fiance. For yes. We, when this opened, they had an inaugural ceremony with the fine folks at Philly Runner. Maybe the best uh, running shop. They have locations all around Philadelphia. None in Baltimore, though, interestingly. No, no. It, they want to be in Philly. And they sponsor a lot of great runs. The uh, the 10K. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, good, good run. Are you doing that this year? Uh, no, too hot for me. Too hot. Okay, I understand. Right. I'm not. I'm not a very hot weather guy. Um, but yeah, so I think that's where I met your fiance. We went on the inaugural run. We, they, were, we were of I think what the first 200 people to run on the Philly Boardwalk. It was fantastic, and we. I think the weird thing was how fast you were going, pushing through people, just saying how much you wanted to win. And then I got to the finish line. <laughs> Uh, no medals. There, it was not an official race. It was just a fun run. Right. And you hate medals. I hate medals. Let's start running and talk about medals. But, you know, let's talk about medals. Uh, I always, I don't hate medals. I just, I feel bad getting them because here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to win. Let's okay. Let's just break it down. I'm going to win the Philly Marathon one of these years. Of these I give, I give myself three years maybe. Right. And uh, I'm gonna win. And but the years that I have run it. I come in like 6,000th, and I still get a medal. It's not going to feel as good when I come in and get first place. Do you think there's a different medal you get for coming in first that's different from the participation medal? I would hope so. I mean, I just, I really feel like, uh, I, I, can you imagine a professional runner, somebody who's really just a world-renowned runner, and they see me walking past, <laughs> drinking a Yoohoo, popping some crimpets in, and I get the same, get the same type of jewelry as they do. Yeah, we got to stop right here for traffic, but what if the actual winner's medal was based on size compared to the actual runner medal? So the actual uh, participation medal, size of maybe a baseball in circumference, maybe the... So you're saying like a Flavor Flav kind of, just like gigantic sundial? Yeah, maybe like uh, a medicine ball circumference. Yeah. Put that on some sort of like a heavy-duty chain. Maybe they just spray paint a hubcap. Yeah. That'd be pretty nice. but uh, I would wear that all the time. So you're not a big fan of medals. I like medals. Yeah. And the reason is, if you have kids, the more medals you accrue... You can restrain them when they're being... Uh, oh, Chip. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. We have I, the, know, I should say I'm not a parent. I don't know all the... Before you, before you decide, or if you're ever blessed with children, right. I'll sit down with you and Kim and go over 100 points that you really should know about raising children. Okay, I guess one of those would be don't restrain them with any type of metal. Yeah, no metals. Okay. Um, we're gonna cross the street right now. No, the thing is, kids like uh, kids like to bling, so they like to play. So, and most of the most should, of the medals. Well, I apologize. Sorry. I, 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 I should tell you that uh, the listeners out there, I, I keep getting on your wrong side. <laughs> it's weird. Not emotionally, not like I don't. No, no, no. I'm just like physically on the wrong side. I think that they'd be able to tell if we were angry at each other, and that'll come in, in future podcasts. Okay. A little windy here on top of this bridge. What's well, your gentleman? I just doffed my cap to a, a lovely woman who walked by. I said, I'm a lady. Right. It's, a, it's a, like, you're, like you're a gentleman going to a 1940s baseball game. Chip, one second. There's a, there's a puddle. And this woman's crossing the street. I'm going to take off my shirt and put it over the puddle. If you could. Now, is that a tech shirt? You could put it over. Yeah. Wick all the water away. So much wicking material that basically she should have no problem just walking on top of it. I could put it right back on. I'm the gentleman. She was in no danger of falling into a puddle. Or even getting your shoes wet. Of course. Which is fairly ironic because you get those little toe shoes. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think those are pretty water resistant as it is. Chip, I want to give you a, I want to give our listeners more than anything, a little running tip. Okay. We'll sprinkle these out because, you know, of our elite status, all the races we've done. We want to be entertaining and educational. Sure. Yeah. Um, before a race, even when you think you got every last bit of poo, out of your body. Every last little rabbit turd, go again. And then when you get to the race, first thing you do before you stretch, before you stretch some more,
drink another Powerade, eat that last banana. Maybe, maybe a V8 power drink. V8 power drink, pineapple orange, is get in line for the bathroom. What you need to do is force out another one and get every ounce of pee-pee out of you too. Sounds a little gross, but... It really is, and you'll see the lines to these porta potties. They're 20, 30, 40, 50 deep, if yeah. not more. But don't worry about it. You're just going to be standing around anyway. You might as well be standing in line. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many races where a uh, an unexpected number two derailed a good race. Yeah, it did. It happened uh, two Philly marathons ago. Mile 15, had to pull over, and had to wait about five minutes because. Other people who also had bad poop management uh, were in line, and it just bums you out. But you made a lot of great friends. It was weird. We doubled up. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. Teamed up, on Teamed up on it. Now you're a professional comedian. Oh my God, it's such a cute dog. Hey. Um, you're a professional comedian. I imagine. Let's say you're doing a, a long chip chantry set. Let's yeah. say you're headlining. You're not. You're not in the middle. You're not an opener. You're headlining the gig. I'm doing 45 to an hour at least. Straight 45. Yeah. Maybe your A-list. Have you ever come across where you're like, man, I gotta stop. I gotta go whiz, or I gotta go do a poo-poo. Strangely, no, and here's why. Uh-oh. Because I'm so paranoid of that, <laughs> that I literally go, if you wanna meet me, if you are a big Chip Chantry fan, and you wanna meet me, and not have me be interested in talking to you at all, uh, go into the men's room of the comedy club for the half hour before I'm going on stage. I will be in there about 12 times. Peeing and peeing, every last drop, I will get out of my body. I have the, uh, I have the bladder of a toddler, the 45 <laughs> minutes leading up to, to one of my sets, because I'm so paranoid. But this actually happened on my 30th birthday, which is two years from now, because I'm 28 years old. Right. Uh, let's just say that. Uh, a rough 28, but rough still. 28, we'll round it. Uh, but on my 30th birthday, I was doing a show, shitty little comedy club, not going to name it. Uh, I was sick as a dog, had the flu, but I, I couldn't pull out. It was one of my first headlining gigs ever. I go up there and I'm sick. I literally throw up before I go on stage. And uh, I'm like, I don't think I can do this, but I was like, well, here goes nothing. I better muster it up. I go up on stage and here's the thing about being on stage. It's kind of like running. Your, your adrenaline just kicks in. Right. I felt the best I had in like four days. I felt spectacular for 45 minutes. Had a great set, yeah. at least on, by my account. Right, right. I'm not, I'm not going to speak for the people in the audience. Right. Had a great set, didn't think about it once. Stepped off stage, two seconds later, had to run to the bathroom, puked my guts out. Oh my God. Yeah. What does that tell you? That's Watch like... Out. We have a... Oh my God. A, yeah. This thing is just yeah. the second time we've uh, almost got killed by the Schuylkill Banks. Is this our... Banks. Is this our uh, our trail team? What do they call that on the, the bikes where they have the, the field team out there? The oh, yeah, yeah. Let's say you follow team or the. Yeah, you're an elite biker or runner. You have your team that supplies you with nutrients, uh, emotional support, extra tires. Because I was. And they're always in some sort of like weird European van. Yes. That you would only see on like like the movie BMX Bandits when you're. Sometimes were like the van will hit the motorcycle that's following the runners or the motorcycle will hit the bikers. Those are always fun. Those, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is, it it is. is kind of funny. When it comes to sports tragedies, those are my favorite. Me too. Um, uh, and by the way, you just brought me up. I didn't know where we were going. I was a little nervous. Yeah. I thought you were taking me to a bad section of town, but it's Philadelphia. There are no bad sections. There really isn't. Where are we right now, Chip? We got off. We got off the Schuylkill River uh, Trail. We came down off of South Street. You, you zigzagged me through the city a little bit, and we are on a huge ramp overlooking a beautiful dog park. Now this is one of my favorite parts about. I, I run pretty much every Sunday for the past ten years. I do a nice long run in the morning down here, and the highlight is 
my halfway mark is stopping at the dog park. And I hate stopping, but I do it. Stretch a little bit, and you have a little dog park with tiny little dogs, and there's a big dog park with big dogs. Chip, where would your dog fit in? I'm going to say neither. Whoa. Yeah, my dog is, is uh, as much, we actually had him, my, my little dog Stanley, uh, he's a little uh, Shih Tzu mix, looks like, a, looks like an Ewok. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he, he does not like the, uh, the dog parks. He, uh, uh, he, he ignores most dogs, he's afraid of most dogs. Yeah. Uh, when you bring him to a dog park, he just walks the perimeter uh, <laughs> like, like, a, like a prisoner on, yard. His, on his first day in the prison yard, just trying to keep his eyes down. It's, it's before he met Red. He's Andy Dufresne before he met Red. Sure, I mean, sure. that's what he's like. And, uh, and then he'll just sit on our laps on the bench and watch. How about your dog? What would he do? Uh, he's, he's old. He's 15 now. He went deaf. Um, he, he, he had a rough childhood growing. He, when we got him, he was abused. And he, and he didn't, uh, doesn't like other dogs. He's okay. afraid of most things. Good with people. Good with kids. Uh, when we first got him, he wasn't so good with people. He, he nipped a couple of relatives, let's okay. just say. But uh, put, him, he, he, uh, put him on Prozac for a while. I'm not, I'm not making this up. Right. We took him to Penn Vet because we felt like shelling out you know, thousands of dollars. Of uh, great place. They, uh, uh, so they said try Prozac. And we gave him three years of Prozac. Put him in you know, a little pill in his cheese. Uh, we'd give him cheese. And after three years, it took him off and he was fine. Exactly. It worked. And the you thing now, yeah, and now he loves cheese. Because there was Prozac in Right. So now he just gets a little cheese. Uh, he loves potatoes. He loves cheese. What's your dog's favorite food? Uh, my dog's favorite food is carrots. Loves carrots. Yeah. Loves, well, it, loves those carrots. He gets four carrots every night with a little cheese. And he loves tater tots. Tater, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, that's your, your dog's a, a dog after my own heart. Now, let me, let me tell you this. Uh, I'll shock the world right now. This is maybe one of the more shocking things about my personality. I do not like cheese. I'm not a fan of cheese. Don't don't eat it. But most people say it's uh, it's blasphemy. Uh, I'll eat pizza, like mozzarella. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Eat any kind of pizza on the sun, unless it's one of those four cheese pizzas. That's too that, many cheeses. That Elio, Elio's tries to throw at right. you. But uh, other than that, I hate cheese. Never liked the taste of it. Uh, and do you know why? No. Nobody ever put Prozac in it. That's wow. Do you think early on? My fiance is always trying to. She's like, I wish you would like cheese. I wish you would like cheese. I think if she listens to this, I think she just found a way for me to, to, to like cheese. Put one of your favorite type of pills, whether it's a nice Percocet, right. a nice Prozac, right? A little Vicodin, Vicodin, whatever, whatever you need. Right. Uh, cheese is a good vessel for, for pills. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of healthcare professionals. My mom was a nurse. Whenever she had to administer anything to us, it was uh, cheese-based. Okay. Um, it, whether it was a, like I hurt my arm, mm-hmm. she'd just rub cheese on it. Is that right? If, she was a nurse from the Milwaukee area. Is that right? <laughs> is that where? Yes. Originated from. True story though. My dad, um, great guy. Uh, growing up, my mom was a nurse, and she worked. Uh, on the weekends and my dad worked during the week so my dad would take care of us on the weekends and he wasn't very good at it but he was very caring and doting uh he gave my brother coffee when my brother was 10 because we were cold he didn't have to make hot chocolate and since then my brother's been addicted to caffeine since he was 10 right right my dad also whenever anything was wrong with you he would just say take some milk of magnesia okay which whether it was a cold a sore throat soccer injury some splinters in your leg whatever he would just a bottle of that would appear. Can, and, can, I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Did it work? I would say maybe it was a, an effect that, you know, you're like uh, 
placebo effect. You're like, yeah, it did work. I, I do feel better. But as the blood's still pouring out of your arm because he didn't bandage it up, he just gave you milk and magnesia, you, right. you, it, maybe I guess it didn't work. Right. I, I think the placebo effect goes a long way with milk and magnesia. I hope people are getting the ambient sounds of the dogs barking. I find it very... I think if we move over to the... Uh, to the yeah, to little guys. They're the yip. Oh my God! There's little. Get your camera out, Chip. Okay. There's a little guy. He has one pinned. <laughs> That's pretty. Aw- That's pretty awesome. No. Oh, I think the little, the the bigger guy, he's kind of like a cockadoodle poodle, whatever. Yeah. And then the little guy pinned him, and he seemed to be enjoying it. I like how because these are all small dogs. Except there's one husky in there, but it's like a baby husky. It's a little puppy husky. So. He's so do you think? I guess a puppy, even though you're a big dog puppy, you can go in the little dog park. Like he hasn't graduated yet. Right. But I think may, maybe there'll be a quick graduation ceremony. They bring him over to the new park. A promotion ceremony, if right. you will. Right. Maybe he'll be on uh, uh, Action News's uh, You're the Best of the Class this year. That you know what? Song? Do, you remember that? Do you remember that song? We have a VHS. My wife, Kelly, was uh, the Val Victorian of her high school. Is that, what high school was that? That was uh, Fort Washington. Okay. In uh, Ambler, Fort Washington yeah. area, she was uh, the the was best of the class. What? No, no, I think it was Fort Washington High School. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she was best of the class, so Victoria. And there's a cute little video of her just kind of waving. Is that right? Yeah, and um, I hit it because. You know, like we have people over, friends, so she's always bringing it out. Oh, she probably shows it out, and, and then and then everybody's like, "Oh, Jeff, where's your where's valedictorian you? video?" Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, "We we just we we have one. We just I'm just I'm I don't like attention, Chip. You're humble. You're humble. Uh, your wife, lovely woman, I assume. But, Chip. But it, from from just the the this one story, yeah. very full of herself. She if if you asked to borrow her phone. Uh, the video it would be playing was probably the video from her high school best of class. And like she just has it running just in case she's like, oh, oh my goodness. And she, she tries to hide it like she's, she's, oh, I can't, I'm so embarrassed that that's on there. But look, it's me. Right. The, the nice part about this, this, this podcast is she will never hear this because she won't listen. Right. Because as smart as she is, uh, she doesn't know how to work a smartphone. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. We're going to take a little break right now. As much as we hate we don't. We don't like to, but we kind of... Uh, it looks like the little dog has the big dog pinned again, and no one's doing anything about it. So I, I likes it. I Okay, we're going to take a break and try to stop this. flat race like we're right here we're, we're, we're yeah. going to the beautiful Schuylkill River take over look in it uh, it's, it's just a nice leisurely run that's why I Chip how, how long do you think the Schuylkill is from the start at the Navy Yard it goes all the way up branches off into like the uh, up near the Pocono area there's two like split offs or tributaries or whatever but how long do you think the Schuylkill is I'm gonna say at least four miles it's a really good guess Chip um, this is Price is Right rules okay you would, uh, that'd probably be called underbidding. Okay, all right. So I'm going to go have to hire? A little higher. I'm going to say 40 miles. It's 135. Right. Yeah. It's the way through the state. It is, and it's... Here's one of those, three of those cones that one of the youths on the bicycle were carrying. Wait a minute. I don't want to say that they... Stole a cone? Stole a cone, but I'm just saying they had a cone, and there's one missing right here in this second uh, group of three. Yeah, who put all these cones around? What's going on? Is there a movie tonight? Oh yeah, fun flick. Yeah. Oh, here's some people over here. Maybe this is. Let's run down here. We can promote. Find out. Yeah, there's there's one of these inflatable movie screens. 
Let's find out. I, I guess we should be there. Hi, guys. Hi, is there a movie tonight? What movie's playing? Beer Runner? Oh! It's a movie about the Fishtown Beer Runners. It's about local is people? Is that what it is? I saw the movie in, at the film festival this year. It's a great documentary about a Philadelphia running group. We're doing a podcast on running. We're running while doing the podcast. It's a running podcast while we're running. It's called Junk Miles. Yeah. Yeah, so, we're, uh, so you're doing... What time does it start? 8.30? That's awesome. Maybe when we're done, we'll come back. Will people be running while they're watching it, like running in place? No, that's probably not a good idea, right? Yeah. Oh, you bring your beer. oh. Okay. Is there is there a sponsor? Is like Yards or somebody like giving you beer for this or? No. They should. Who is sponsoring it? Who is the, uh, the sponsor? Schuylkill Banks. All right, very good. What time? Every time, eight thirty once a week. It's like eight thirty. Do you mind if I just put you on mic? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So eight thirty summer. Yes. So we have a whole schedule. Oh, good. Oh, can we see what movies? So yeah, it's either here or it's at Gray's Ferry Crescent. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we alternate. Stand by me, stand Chip. By me. We were, we're just talking about Stand by Me on the, uh, if you, we just missed it. Bye. Would you ever, for Stand by Me, do something promotional, like throw, like, a dummy in the Schuylkill, like a dead body to kind of get people in the spirit of Stand by Me? And then you have to, like, no. <laughs> no, that'd be bad, right? Okay, well, let's not do that. We do, do a weekly raffle. Okay. From, sponsored by Philadelphia Runner, I think it is. So. The, the best running store in the area. Yeah. So you do, get, like, gift certificates or t-shirts or... This is fantastic. Yeah. Dirty Dancing is coming up on June 30th. That could be a good one. Do you think, will people be kind of trying to recreate that, that scene? I wouldn't be surprised. Right? Beer. People are a little beard up. Mm-hmm. Maybe a guy trying to impress his girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe I think there's a definite possibility that it'll happen. Lifting her up in the river just like that one scene of Dirty Dancing. When they're practicing, yeah. You know, that'd be a lot more uplifting, no pun intended, right, uplifting right. than a body in the river, just like a stand by me. Right. right. So, for promotional events, yeah, okay. And Big Hero 6, great movie. And uh, Creed, the band. Creed's playing? That's Creed. No, the movie. Band. Oh, movie. Uh, uh, so, Scott Staff won't be here. I'm no. Maybe Scott Staff will be here. I don't know. He might be. I mean, you never know. He could just be hanging out. And uh, they can go, uh, if you want to see a movie. Schuylkillbanks.org. The problem is, people, spelling Schuylkill. Now, I know how to spell Schuylkill off just the top of my head. It's uh, S-C-H-U-Y-L-K-I-L-L, banks.org. Now, do you know it's Schuylkill, where the word comes from? It means hidden river. That's right. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Uh, you told me that. I didn't believe him. Right. Now, now we, have, we have confirmation. Yeah. You. And your name is? Janice. Janice, thank you so much. Here, here. At Schuylkill, Schuylkill Banks. Um, fantastic. Well, we'll be coming. Right, how about we do this uh, next movie night? We do a little later. We could stop by. Stop by. Yeah. The movie. Yes, and we're. We'll be dirty dancing on the 30th. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is the inaugural episode of our podcast it's called Junk Miles. Awesome. And yeah, junkmilesshow.com. Okay. Thank you, Janice. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Enjoy the movie. All right, people. There's a lot of things going on in Philadelphia. We just found out there's a movie. Uh, and the band Creed will be playing. Yeah, I, I, my favorite, uh, I mean, that's, people always have favorite running playlists. It's just whatever Creed album I have lying around. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my playlist. All right, we're going to do the switch right oh, now. Switch, Here we go. Yay, yeah, you keep going to my wrong side. The thing is, guys, I have a microphone taped to my left shoulder, and then I have a lighting rig in my other hand, and I have the phone between my legs. Chip said there's really no reason for a lighting rig. This is audio, but... Or to pay union rates for a key grip. I don't know why Jeff, uh, uh, Jeremy is running behind us here. Uh, we, you know, 
I, I don't keep up, Jeremy. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to bring up Jeremy's name. I think he he wants to keep it a little on the DL. But uh, Jeremy's been following us with a boom mic the entire time. He's doing a pretty good job. He's eight years old, and I think he's doing a pretty wonderful job for a young guy like that. Deathly afraid of dogs, <laughs> and uh, he didn't like the dog park uh, segment. But but that's right. Jeremy's he's keeping up. He's doing well. He's earning his keep. I'm excited for movies down here, right? Yeah, you see a good movie? What, what is this? Uh, dirty Anything? Uh, this is Spinal Tap. I saw that was one of them. Fantastic. Big Hero 6. I, I want to say you're a father. Is that a... a great movie. It is, but it goes... It's a really good children's movie. But like every Disney animated movie, a parent dies. Right. And then, oh. And the, oh, I remember Big Hero 6. The parent dies. Yeah. So then the grandparent takes all the kids in the house, gets a bunch of helium balloons, hooks it to the house. Sure. Why not? Right. That's it. Yep. Okay. That's the movie. Chip, I think I see two, two very prominent Philadelphia entertainers. Why don't you go check that out? Do you, do you, wait, hold, do you see them? Go get them, Chip. Just try to catch up. I got the lighting rig weighing me down. It, I think it's them, Jeff. Jeff. All right, I'm trying to keep up, Chip. Right. All right, almost there. Get Jeremy. Get Jeremy. Jeremy's coming. We're going to try keep up with Chip. He's doing about a six-minute mile. There's two prominent... Wait, 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 Chip. What's that? Who I thought it was? Uh, was that was that Hall and Oates, Philadelphia's own? Uh, I don't mean to disappoint you. Oh no. It was it was just a blonde man and and Oates. Oh, it was actually Oates and just a blonde man. Just a blonde man. Ah, then it's really not worth our time. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's disappointing. Because you when you you expect. I thought I, I thought it was Hall and Oates. Right? I know. Me too. And, and and it wasn't. It was just Oates. It was just Oates with a blonde man with a goatee. Do you think it's weird for him hanging out with any tall, blonde, blue-eyed man that isn't Hall for him? It's, it's gotta be. It's gotta bring back. Do you, you ever have like a friend who had a girlfriend? No. Oh, okay. uh, no, no, I've really had a friend. But let's go on. Okay, uh, we, we'll, I'll find you a friend. I, I don't want to say specifically that I will be your friend because right, the right. jury's still out. But maybe I can help find you one. It's a business, uh, business opportunity for us. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh. Yeah, if, if you have a friend who, who they had, they have a girlfriend and the girlfriend broke his heart, and then then you like, he's like, oh, I met a new girl, and you bring it out, and it's just kind of like, a little bit, yeah, some somebody who's vaguely familiar, looks pretty much just like this last girl, and you're like, oh, you know, you just picked her because she looks like your last girlfriend. Right, right, right. Now, Hall and Oates, people, if you're not familiar with Philly, let's say you're listening to this, let's say you're in Iceland or somewhere cool, and you found us. Oh my God. Look at that puppy. Oh my God. Well, cutie. Let's say, uh, you don't know a lot about Philly. Greatest entertainers to come out of Philadelphia. Besides, of course, Flag of Democracy, Dead Milkman, Chuck Treese, people like that. Uh, and, uh, <coughs> Cosby. I'm not really sure who that is. Oh, Rolling Hayseeds, also another important band. But above them all, Huffle Moose. Oh my God. Wait, baby, wait. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, one of the singers, uh, sure, Hooters. The singer's son from Hoppa Move is play, plays soccer with my uh, nephew. Is that right? I don't want to brag. I mean, this isn't a thing about bragging, but wow. uh, they were one of my. That is still one of my favorite albums to this date. Is uh, We've Been Had Again? Yes. By Hoppa Moose. Uh, first of all, if you don't know Hoppa Moose, they they are all amazing technical magi magicians. Yes, guitarists. Magicians. Magicians. Uh, it's weird. That half of Huffa Moose's live show is music. It's sleight of hand. Weird. Uh, but they are. No, this is in all seriousness. They are all uh, amazing musicians. And uh, they're just a fun band. And there is a documentary, which I still haven't seen. Have you seen the documentary? 
Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. I believe it's Cameron Crowe himself had said it's like the best rock documentary he's ever seen. Don't quote me on that. It was something, some of that effect. But uh, basically, Huff Moose back in the 90s was like going to be the next big thing. Yep. They were a great band. So they decided, as much as they love Philadelphia, hey, we're going to make it big. We're going to move out to Los Angeles for a big record deal. And they decided to tour the country in a van and end up in L.A. So somebody decided they were going to do a documentary of the next big thing going across country and to go make it big and become millionaires and rock stars. And apparently, not to spoil the movie, but from what I've heard is that throughout the movie and the tour, the band falls apart and they break up. So by the time they get to L.A., they're no longer a band. Holy good God. Yeah, so I, I need to see this movie. I, I need to see that too. Yeah, maybe we'll watch it. Maybe. Maybe. Schoolgirl Banks movie. Banks. Yeah. Schoolgirl Banks movie night. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Janice. Janice. Janice is our hookup uh, for there. So Janice, if you're listening, just Google Huffamoose documentary and then Google, Google us. And you're guaranteed two people will be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even above Huffamoose, Chip, the greatest Philadelphia entertainers, Hollow Notes. Yeah. Um, thing I love, I really enjoy the uh, tall blonde one, Hall. Oh. He has a show called uh, Live with Hall, maybe? Hi, live, live, with, with live at Daryl's house. I thought it was Live with just Hall, not Oates. Yeah, which, that was the original title. Really hurt Oates' feelings. So, yeah, it's weird, yeah. Um, love the show. I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. They have a cooking segment, which I don't like. I might just play the music. But I don't enjoy when he has like some young upstart on and they get to sing part of a Hall Notes classic. I don't need to hear Jason Mraz sing Rich Girl. <laughs> That's the last thing I need to hear. Right. There's, it just feels fake. And actually, uh, can, can I, I have another story about that. Boy, I'm full of stories tonight. Uh, I've got a few. Yeah, I, guys, I, I don't want to get the listeners' hopes up yeah. that Chip Chancer is just full of stories yeah. every week. I, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just like, you know, blow, just, you know, blowing all of them. The first one, I hate to do that. But yeah, our next podcast could be just 60 minutes of no stories. Yeah, just, just you talking the whole time and me nodding. Right. So, uh, so when I was working for this TV show uh, that I got because of the Broad Street uh, Megan sign. Right. The viral tweet. Right, the viral tweet. It was up in Stamford, Connecticut, which is an awful town. Just not a, uh, oh, that guy likes to make noises. <laughs> Do you see him? He got all excited. He's looking for attention. He really lo- looks for attention. He's, he's running with a gal, and he sees, like, oh, they must be recording something. So he just goes, because he had absolutely nothing to add. He's if like, he was a pro, if he was a podcasting pro, right. he would have had something ready, locked and loaded. Yeah. Anyway. His elevator pitch. But, uh, no, he, he wasn't ready for it. So uh, um, so the show that we shot was in the, uh, the same studio that shot Jerry Springer and Maury Povich. <laughs> if, you, if you can tell what the level of quality of show that I was writing. Sure. It was in Stanford, Connecticut, and uh, for whatever reason, the producers had a relationship with the great Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh, a legend. Yeah, a legend. And she was, uh, first of all, she is a legend. I got to meet her. We yeah. drove out to her farmhouse in Westchester, New York. Amazing old farmhouse. She's the most gracious, funny, Smart lady. She's, I think she's around 80 now. Wow. Sharp as a tack. Still the red glasses. Yeah, she still has the red glasses. You throw her lines. Hello, hello, yes. Uh, you throw her lines, she'll just spin them right back at you. Has a photographic memory and just delivers comedically. She's amazing. So I didn't have, I'm like, Sally, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Like, what does she bring to the table? She brings everything to the table, Jeff. Wow. So uh, This is a strong endorsement from Chip Chantry. It really is. And, uh, and she was gracious enough. She took us for a, uh, for a nice long... 
nice long tour of her house, gave us the whole history of it, and she was great. But the biggest part of that day is that we were in, there's about 10 of us in this van, the production team going to her house. We're driving through upstate New York, and all of a sudden I realize that we drive past Daryl Hall's studio. Oh my goodness. He records live at Daryl's house, and it like literally says like, live at Daryl's house or something on. Right, right, right. He, he's pretty good at branding. Right. I, I noticed I saw a live concert of theirs recently. Yeah. He has a live from Daryl's house guitar strap and was wearing a live from Daryl's house t-shirt. So he, yeah, he, know, he, knows, he knows his way around an advertisement. Oats had a uh, guitar oh, right. strap. No, no, no. Oats is about 20 yards up. Oh, so he's, he's pretty fast. He's a uh, well, since he got rid of the mustache, a little more aerodynamic. Oh, it's on the other hand, his uh, guitar strap says, "I got nothing," and his T-shirt's like, "I got nothing." It's weird. Really, that's a, that's a shame because you, you would think he would have some sort of side business, like a like a website that does like that checks like your credit score or something like that. Yeah. I mean, to be all honest, I watched that concert. Oats is pretty important to the, to the team. I, I, I think we're being a little unfair. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's like Garfunkel without without Simon. It's, who who is Paul Simon without his original Garfunkel? You know. Right. Do you know there's been three different Garfunkels since the inception? Has there really? Since Art died. Okay. Yeah. When, tragic helicopter accident. It was a helicopter accident. Oh. He uh, it chopped off the top part of his hair. He survived, and then the helicopter landed on him. Oh, oh that's that's there's, horrible. But they kept, you know, back then, before Twitter and everything, news didn't get out. Right. Paul Simon's a very uh, crafty businessman. He's like, we can go on, this can't stop us. He found, at an open casting call, 400... Oh, open cast. That would be... Right, right. Right, because then he would have to be like, hey, it's Simon and Dead Garfunk. Right, right. While that would kind of be a big draw, for people who like to look at dead bodies, whether in a river or not. Oh my God, Chip. Let's slow down. This is an amazing building, Philadelphia Waterworks. They have a, uh, it overlooks the Schuylkill and our little waterfall area. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a DJ, there's do dancing. This, do you think this is a party for the soda tax that just got passed? Maybe that's what it is. It's like down with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Uh, like this looks like a fairly this looks like a fairly established... Oh, they're playing some Black Eyed Peas? Oh my goodness. Like, like, I would assume that, like, this is the type of party that looks fancy enough for, like, a lesser-known Philadelphia 76er to be at. Aaron McKee night at yeah, the like, Philadelphia Waterworks. Right. right. Or, um... People are dancing. They're, now they're playing that song where the, uh... Where the, where the, the gophers or the gerbils in the, in the Kia commercials are driving around. Yeah, that's a good that's one. A it's a great party song. This just shows you, Chip, how great Philadelphia is. It's a, it's a weeknight, guys. It's, right. It's it's, it's a Thursday night, and there's people dancing on a waterworks building, and uh, I think it's pretty great. We're going to take a little break now and uh, go into our final segment. Maybe we'll slip to the party real quick. We really should. Maybe we should just go check it out. Okay. We're going to go uh, party all night long. This is uh, V8's Junk Miles for Chip and Jeff. And we're back, people. We're running because we don't like stopping. We like running. That's what you're doing, junk miles. You run. They might not be the best miles, but they're, we're going to run those miles. 
no stops. Hey, we're in a shady area right now. This is pretty sweet. And I should say, when you say shady, uh, you there, there's actually shade right here. It's not like no, no. I meant there's there's two gangs up here, and they look really shady. I'm a little scared. Right, and there, but there are plenty. Teens. There are plenty, plenty of azaleas though. So it's a it's a nice mix of both the types of shades. That's a pretty good name for a gang. The azaleas. I think it. Teen gang. Right. It's like the azaleas. Like it could be a beautiful flower, or it could be like some sort of like komodo dragon variety. Right, right. Like oh, watch out! There's azaleas around. Chip, I give a tip about. Uh, you know, poop management. Do you have any tips for running? Because you're a runner. Yeah, uh, got a lot of tips. Okay, here's here's a good tip. Uh, the need for hydrating. Yeah, yeah. What complete myth. What? Total myth. You do not need to drink water or any kind of liquid during a race. As a matter of fact, the uh, well, well, wait, wait, wait. Besides your initial V8. Right. Uh, V8, you get the V8, but that's only for the energy. If you could get powdered V8, and uh, I don't know, put it up your nose. Sure. However you want to ingest it. That's all I'm saying. There might be a suppository version of V8. Yeah, we'll look it up. But, uh, yeah, you don't need water. You don't need Gatorade. Hydration is sort of... The longer you run, the less you need water. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Some people are thinking, yeah, every couple miles, replenish your bodily fluids. I say no. Here's why. You can't... What you're doing is coddling (laughs) your body with water. You're just coddling. If you're out there in the desert, you're running. Did you ever see somebody who's on a desert island or they're out in the desert and they survive for days, maybe even weeks without water? Sure. Who hasn't? But they've survived. And they did it just fine. And guess what? They've lost a couple pounds. They look great. They look chiseled. They're ready for swimsuit season. Wow. Don't hydrate yourselves, guys. Don't overhydrate. I would say don't overhydrate. Chip says don't hydrate. Don't don't hydrate. I say you're planning a run. Let's say you're planning a run for two days from now. Stop all liquids. I like it. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll read up on running and you'll, you'll find different points of view pretty much on anything, whether hydrating or the chip chantry, no hydration method. Right. It's, it's, I have t-shirts that I, that I can, uh, I'll be selling on the website. <laughs> it just says, say no to H2O. Wow. Yeah. Bold statement. Do you think Big Water will come at you? They already have. They're really, really angry with me. The Dasanis, the, uh, Evians. Right. Uh, I mean, uh. I have to say that I do, and I shouldn't say it because we are in the middle of litigation, but uh, Jonathan Poland Springs, who oh is the God. heir to the Poland Springs uh, empire. Sure. He's, uh, he's a nine-year-old, correct? He really is. and uh, Very litigious nine-year-old? Suing the bejesus out of me. Oh but you'll stand pat. You'll stand pat yeah. on the no-hydration method. Uh, absolutely. We're right now running along Boathouse Row. These boathouses are for different college crew teams where they get in those long boats and the very long guys, the long arms. But the too. Yeah. Just saw a rollerblader. Maybe we can. Can we put like a bell in or something? Oh my god! Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do so that. Throw like a bell in or just like a horn. Wah, wah. I mean, like a rollerblader. Right. Unfortunately, it's been. You know, we've been running for a while now. It was our first rollerblader. But you know, hey, it was worth the wait. We saw the first roller. So I think every time we see a rollerblader, maybe we have to say something. There's be a code, where it's like, hey, look, there's an emu, or like. Or maybe we could just go, wah wah rollerblader. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe yeah, maybe we do something as simple as that, and uh, and so something subtle like that. Right, very subtle. And more or maybe how about, hey, look at the rollerblader. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be, because it's so over the top that people don't realize you're actually talking about them. It's so on the nose. And the thing about thing, the thing about things, that should be maybe the name of the podcast. Thing about things. Right. Most rollerbladers you see appear because of a rift in the time-space continuum. They're rollerblading halfways, 1993. They got some spin doctors on their headphones, and they're just killing it, rollerblading, and bam! Right, and they're, they're just out there. And they're just like, and they're only listening to spin doctors because they only have a disc man. It's not like... Right. It's, they have, they've never seen technology where they can just push a button, and all of a sudden, 
they go from the spin doctors to kablam they hit the rift they're on west river drive you and me and then they're just and then all of a sudden they're just listening to uh uh mental jewelry the first live album my god that album does not hold up it doesn't there's a, you got a couple of solid songs in there uh and the rest of it's there you get you get a, you get a nice throwing copper yeah that's, that's an album for the ages uh, i gotta say i keep bringing up the fiance uh was she in live she was not alive but it's her favorite band what <laughs> Is she from York, Pennsylvania? She's from the uh, she's from out in Pennsylvania, but not uh, not the York area, but just a huge fan of live. We've I've actually taken her to see live a number of times. Live or we saw live live. Okay. And we also saw Ed Kowalczyk live because Ed Kowalczyk solo solo. Not I, I believe not on good terms with the rest of the band. Has live is live now touring without Ed Kowalczyk? They are. They got a new singer, and now he's singing without live. So it's oh. live. right. So it's. Let me get the let me get the touring band straight. It's Ed Kowalczyk right. performing songs from live. Yes. There's live without Ed Kowalczyk performing songs from live. Yes. And now there's the guy who used to be in live performing songs from live. Live. Without Ed Kowalczyk or live. Right. I, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, and with your help. Yeah, we can do this. With viewers' help, and maybe with my fiance's help is to do some sort of parent trap situation. What? Where we hire them both to play this festival. Then, I mean, like I don't want to unveil too many plans. We murder the other lead singer. Yeah, a lot of the plans you have, I've noticed involve murder. They do. They, they do. Uh, but you know, I think it's, uh, it's one of those ends justify the means. Sure, sure, sure. We murder them, right? right? Bring them together, be like, guys, we have a bunch of fans out there. We need a lead singer for live. We need a backing band for Edge Kowalczyk. Oh, because guess what? We're also murdering the backing band to Edge Kowalczyk. They get together, they do throwing copper in its entirety, and then everybody forgets about the dead bodies. You know what would be nice? All happy. They do throwing copper. They follow it up with a full track version of Copper Blue by Sugar. Oh, and they call it the Copper Tour. They call it the Copper Tour, yeah. No, it's just something you throw in they wouldn't expect. No. Chip, right now we're on, we're all over the place. Jeez Louise, we're on one of the best shaded parts of uh, Kelly Drive, going towards the Kelly Drive statue. But we're going to turn around in a second because uh, there's a lot of geese. Yeah. A lot of rollerbladers now. And it's getting, it's getting towards dusk. Yeah. And there's, there's two things you want to avoid at dusk. It's rollerbladers and geese. Yeah, that's true. So... I think we're gonna, let me check out, yeah, seven minute mark right here, this final segment. You know what I'm gonna do, Chip, before we uh, take a little break, go to the final segment? I wanna plug some guests who are coming up. Okay, yeah, really excited. Let me pull out my list of guests. Hey, you've booked a, a lot of really great, I mean, I know you have a big pool in the entertainment community, but. Uh, yeah, I do. I've been around for a while, my yeah, usewigs.com. So let's, 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 I'm here, we do have a bike. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna take a left right along the ocean. There's some crew people sculling. Um, upcoming guest, Chip, for our next episode, it looks like we're going to have a Chewbacca mask lady. Are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be great. She's, yeah, she loves life. She loves a lot of things. She's charging us five grand for the appearance. Okay, well. It's worth it. Yeah, if you say so. Well, she's a big celeb now. She is. Um, Tony Luke III and Tony Luke IV coming up. Is that right? Yeah, I got them. Steak sandwich magnates. Yeah. I couldn't get Tony Luke Sr., or junior, I think they're in litigation, suing each other. Okay. But uh, Tony Luke the third, really bright 13-year-old. Tony Luke the fourth is uh, he's two. Also, interesting story. Tony Luke the third, uh, devout vegan. 
Wow, this is going to be a great episode. And of course, we like to get Philly, Philly area runners for our podcast. So we're going to uh, have Charlie Manuel, ex-skipper, Philadelphia Phillies. I, there's not, nothing better that I like in Philadelphia sports history than Charlie Manuel running from the dugout to the mound. Yeah, it's great. Alone is how can that how can that be replicated? I mean, the answer is it can't. It can't, and it's just athletes in peak condition, wearing athletic uniforms like a Charlie Manuel. He just loves running. He does a lot of speed work. He likes the shorter races where he can just fly out of the gate. Uh, it's gonna be great. He's kind of like a one K fan. One K. Can I tell you a very of one of my favorite episodes ever? Of um, are you familiar with Nineteen Kids and Counting, the Duggars? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, go, I mean, I go, I go to St. Kirsten. Sure. Um, th- my favorite episode, and I, I talk about it a lot because I'm sure no one else has really seen it. Um, they like to, after, you know, a couple seasons, they didn't have a lot for them to do. Right. It's like, yeah, hey, there's a lot of you. And, uh, let's do something. So they're like, why don't you guys do a race together? Ooh. And there was a one-mile race in town. So, you know, there's a couple boys. I don't know, there's like 12 of them, and it's like eight girls. And they do the mile race, if my understanding is because with their uh, beliefs, they, they are completely against the metric system. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so it's one mile race. Um, Jesus did things in miles. Yeah, right. right. So, um, the, the father, uh, it's not Josh. I can't remember the father's name. Pa- Papa Duggar. Yeah. Um, he ran the race, the entire race, in jeans. It, in G- dungarees. Dunger, yeah, dun- I, actually more appropriate. He probably called them dungarees. It was just, I've never been happier watching someone run. Just the pained look on his face, knowing every foot he had to run was something he's probably never done before. And he it just just running in jeans is maybe the worst thing. Let me ask you this: Did, did they spring the race on him? <laughs> was he? Was it like, oh hey, we're at the site. By the way, you're going to be running one mile. Right. It's like they were walking by a race, and they're like, Josh or or Papa Duggar, uh, you got to run. He's like, all right, well, let's just do this. I, and I mean, the only other logical explanation is that they wake up, they get out of their giant bed that I assume they sleep. <laughs> all sleep in, right? And then he's like, honey. We got the race today, and he opens up his closet, and he's just looking through all of his clothing, and he's like, you know what? The best thing to run in, these pair of dungarees right here. Chip, I, I got an idea. Now, I know we want to touch on this in a future episode. You have some ideas for future races that you would like to do. Yes. How about the Junk Miles V8, or I'm sorry, V8 beverage, Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff's first annual Denim Dugger One Miler? I'm, in, I'm into it. Yeah, right, we do. We all wear denim. Jay, you can use Jay Leno denim, yeah. let denim shirt, denim pants, yeah. or you could just do Duggar denim, which is like a smart dress shirt, yeah. Yeah. like a, a like a Van Hagar, not Van Hagar. What's yeah. the dress shirt? Uh, there's uh, I can't. Houston. Van Houston. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I definitely picture uh, the Duggars with uh, the de- the denim shirts with the patch of like the seven dwarves on the back, or like. Duck from the Seven Dwarves, or like da- Daffy Duck, like on, on the back of it, like they bought it at Disney World. Oh my God, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm picturing. A Looney Tunes denim is a pretty right, good Looney denim. denim uh, tucked in and kind of bloused out a little bit, like you tucked in, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's you know it's it's bloused out. Bloused out. He's got the uh, the top button underneath, but he's got a very smart pressed white T. Yeah. Right underneath it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 we'll I, do it. We'll I, do, I, it. I'll totally do it. And uh, by the way, uh, with that uh, with that race, I think. Great time to get sponsored by Bodyglide. Bodyglide, yeah, you might need it with all the uh, with all the denim, a lot of denim. So we're gonna wrap up, but uh, I want to ask you, Chip, as always, 
you're a touring comedian. What's coming up for you? Uh, you got some appearances, some podcast appearances, maybe? I actually am. Uh, just next week, uh, which will be, if you're listening to this, uh, it'll be out hopefully soon. Uh, the I believe it is the 22nd, uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. I'll be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv at the Lounge with the, with the one and only Todd Glass. Todd Glass is the best. He's the best, funniest man. Uh, I like that he stays on topic. I think that's important with Todd. Never veers off topic. Always stays completely 100% focused. Uh, uh, but I'll be with him at the DC Improv on uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of June. And you can get tickets. Go to the DC Improv. Just, I don't know if it's DCImprov.com. Just, just Google DC Improv. Yeah, Look that website. up. And, uh, and also the next night, we will be at the Kennedy Center. In what? The Kennedy Center. Not the big room where like Steve Martin gets awards. Right, right. But the uh, but but another room in the Kennedy Center. We I will be uh, Todd Glass's guest on his podcast, the Todd Glass Show. Oh my God, that's fantastic! One of the one of the greatest podcasts, long running, awesome guests. And you've been to, doing shows with Todd for a few years now. I have, but this will be my first time on his podcast. So I'm very excited. Well, I'm very excited for you. It should be fun, and that's a good way I think to end uh, the first episode. What do, uh, you, what do you have coming up? Anything exciting? Yeah, um, coming up. I got a. I'm going to the shore. I got to finish painting a deck. Ooh. And um, and then I got to figure out how to get like new stones in the driveway and replace the old stones. Right. So it's like podcast with a very famous comedian on your side. Right. Me managing stones and paint on my side. It's just it's it's what people aspire to. It really is. It's it's lumber. But you're gonna be at the shore. I mean, who I'm gonna be in Washington D.C. sitting around sweating with what cherry blossoms or something. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be on the beach sanding your toes. You make me feel a little bit better, Chip. All right, guys, that's the uh, first episode in the can. This is uh, Junk Miles, Chip and Jeff. What? I, th I think we need to have a, like a sign-off. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should try a couple of like couple okay. of sign-off like catchphrases. Uh, these might stick, these might not. You got one ready? You got one loaded? Uh, All right, uh, maybe something just along the lines of uh, Junk Miles, put one foot in front of the other. Did you like my inflection there? Yeah, that, yeah let's do it. I would take two. Junk Miles, put one foot in front of the other. How about take three? Junk Miles, put one foot in front of the other. That's it. I think that's our new catchphrase, people. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>